Hi, V. <laughs> I mean, David. How <laughs> <laughs> are you doing, man? You all right? I'm good, man. Can't complain. Yeah. Can't complain. I'm well. What are you saying? Yeah, I'm blessed, man. I'm blessed, man. Good, Apparently, so. this is week seven of the lockdown. Week seven? Yeah, I didn't. I thought it was like week four, week five. I can't lie to you. I don't even feel it like that too tough, you know. But that's that's because of the grace of God. And for those who do feel it, again, man, we're praying that God will will help you, comfort you, heal you of any disease, mm. um, make you, bring you to 100% health, 100%. take care of all your finances and all your needs. Amen um, to that, boy. And may you become 100% in Jesus' name. Yes, Amen. 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 Because we do know some people are, are seriously feeling it. Mm. Um, but yeah, man, thank you for taking the time to watch this, listen to this, Bruh. watch this season two, season two hopefully. Season two, season two, season two. Hopefully, hopefully. And welcome to another episode of the Purple Podcast. My name is Iman Corriday. Bruh. <laughs> and my name is David. <laughs> Oh my word! God help me in Jesus' name. Um, <laughs> yeah, man, and we're good. To, we're glad to have you guys back, man. We're glad to have you guys listening as always. Um, so today's one, we're gonna get straight into it. It's gonna be a bit of a smorgasbord of, um, of like a variety of things to do with Christianity and so- social justice, particularly when it comes to racism. Mm. We understand that there are a lot of social justice movements, there are a lot of social justice issues. Yeah. Um, but we are speaking today, at least, particularly about. Um, racism. Yeah, yeah. Um, and this is two black men, Christians, perspectives on on these various issues. So let's start here. So we're in the UK. We live in London. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we're not going to give our postcode or any of that because we don't really need to. Bruh. And that's also none of your business. But we love you, though. Um, <laughs> and so let's start here. Like, Wait, wait, hold on. Yeah. If you're a sweet one, you can have my postcode still. <laughs> 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 Well, you heard it there first. You're going to have to clarify what a sweet one is, though. Bruh. I can't lie. Oh, you don't want to do that just my, now? My DMs are there, man. My DMs are there. Oh, swear down. Okay. DMs are there. All right, so... swear down. Cool. So it says here on Google, prejudice, discrimination, or antagonism directed against someone of a different race based on the belief that one's own race is superior. It then also says below <sighs> that, the belief that all members of each race possess characteristics, abilities, or qualities specific to that race, especially so as to distinguish it as inferior or superior to another race or races. Now, I know there may be people who are particularly educated in this area, and you know, we are ourselves, we're educating in this area as well, we're growing in this, Um, but you, you can never ever like get to the end of the learning of what racism is and how it affects people. Definitely. Um, so you're going to have to like put your foot down somewhere and speak about it at different points in time. And as you speak about it, your knowledge will grow. Mm. I'm just saying it for those people who might be listening and saying, well, if you don't know all that much about racism, then, then you, you shouldn't talk about, about it. it. Shut up. Relax. Shut up. Everybody's learning. Everybody's growing. Get now- out of here. <laughs> On <laughs> serious candidates, both. So now that said, you know we want to engage with people who know more than us, who know less as us, uh, less than us. Um, I'm talking too much now, justifying what we're about to say as if we don't know nothing. We do know stuff. So, given having said that about racism, mm. what is the experience um, you've had, or that we've had, or that Black people have here in UK, in the UK? And we can go as far back, and even you know, obviously slavery, mm, you know, mm, mm. Um, but like even in terms of the Windrush. From if I'm correct, the 1940s, mm. um, and the heavy things that people went on to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, that people went through. So let's let's just talk a little bit about what, just briefly, because I know loads of people have heard about this, but those who are listening in other parts of the world might not know yeah, yeah. what you know their black brothers and sisters are going through mm-hmm. in other countries. So what is what is the um, what how is racism mani- made manifest here in the UK? What oh were some examples that days. we have here in oh Lo- in London? My days. Listen. Now, for people that know me, obviously I have, I've gotten, I'm quite heavily involved in terms of my ACS, that's African Caribbean Society. Right. When I was at uni, you know, heavily involved in uh, all of that kinds of stuff, you know, black events, black business meetings, all, all, all those kinds of things. And it has manifested in a myriad of ways, a myriad of ways. Um, I'll always tell people this before I go into it. I tell people in my personal opinion, I think racism in the UK is worse than racism in America. Ooh. Now, people people will say, bruv, how, how, how can you even say that? But now, watch this. <laughs> watch this. <laughs> <laughs> watch this. <laughs> um, with America, yeah, yes, what they do to black people is terrible. And it's, it's in plain sight for everyone to see. Um, you know, there's multiple videos of police brutality and stuff and, you know, all this racist stuff going on, most definitely. Um, but the issue now comes with 
Um, they their racism is blatant. It's in your face. Do you know what I'm saying? It's in your face. And when they're racist, you know, they'll say, "Yeah, we're racist." And what? What are you gonna do about it? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're not trying to hide it. But the UK, they play this. I don't see. We don't see game. And that is far more dangerous. Far more dangerous. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Because when you play the I don't see game, that's when you can start to do bare racist things. Mm. But then you're covering it with, oh, I don't see racism. Oh, but look at all the diversity quotas. Look yeah. at all the diversity acts and the diversity laws and this and that. This is a multicultural society. Shut up, man. No, it's not. Well, and even if you call it a multicultural society, not every single substratosphere of um of of uh cultural group gets equal um treatment. Do you know what I'm saying? Okay. And for 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 the U, for UK people to say that there's no racism is a mad thing because some of the ways it manifests now. A black person and a white person go for a job. They have the absolutely the same credentials, the same like experience level, mm-hmm. same degree, you know, same amount of experience. You cannot tell them apart. Mm. A white person is more likely to get the job in comparison to the black person. But with these quotas now, wouldn't you say they actually give preferential treatment to, to black people or Asian people mm-hmm. and uh, different kinds of Asians, of course, mm-hmm. um, and, and a variety of, of different kinds of people, different ethnicities, yeah. um, so that they can try and facilitate that change. All right, because cool. some would say, oh, the quota is just a cheap, cheap attempt to, or one of their many cheap attempts yeah. to give to to look like they're giving us power, but not give us actual, not actually give us any power. And that's exactly what it is. But others might come and say, no, it's actually an attempt to facilitate that change. Like kind of like there are some narratives narratives being pushed, and some people are getting triggered as I'm saying this. But there are some <laughs> narratives um, outside of racism and other social justice areas that are being pushed that are not necessarily. It's kind of like the law of Moses, so to speak, because we have to bring it to the Bible, <laughs> where it's like these are now the laws. These are the punishments if you don't force them. Yeah. But the unfortunate thing is what people want is the heart change. But the, the presence of the laws does not necessarily enforce heart change. Yes, it just course. enforces change behavior to a degree. Of course. And what people want is heart change. Yes, what people yes, want yes, is yes. a genuine acceptance from the heart. Yeah, but yeah. maybe, you know, these laws or these, these, uh, these, um, these quotas and things like that and a variety mm-hmm. of other things right. are attempts to change behavior because... You know, maybe we're not yet at the heart stage. And in the hopes, in, in people changing behavior and seeing the results of that, maybe there's a hope that that will work on the inside, you know, to change the heart eventually. But now, let me tell you why. That's every, a, let me let me tell opinion you why. of some people. Everybody who thinks like that, that's major cap. Major oh, okay. cap. Major cap. Because it's a thing where, you see, when, when people say that, there's, okay, let me throw out this word, tokenism. That's what that is. Okay. It's it's a cheap attempt to give a group, you know, you know, recognition or or, or ownership within a company and say, yeah. you know, okay, yeah, we've 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 done our bit. But all it is is tokenism. Mm. So a lot of these people, they will hire black people. Like I don't know, these top end jobs, they will hire black people because that black person is just a stat yeah. that fills our diversity right. quota. Right, right, right. That, that Hispanic person fills our diversity That's quota. A great point, that yeah. Arab fills our diversity quota. Yeah. That Asian fills our diversity quota. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. If that thing, if that wasn't a thing, and you know all these diversity things and you know equal society for everyone, if those points weren't like inflated in 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 society today, I guarantee you we would still be seeing. Um, the same kind of prejudices against black people, against um, other types of people. And, you know, I'll give you another way that it's manifested. Even in university, let's go to universities. A yeah. report came out, yeah, I think this was when I was in, after I'd finished first year. A report came out and it found that university, like university lecturers were giving higher grades to white students in right. comparison to BME students yeah, yeah, yeah. or black and obviously minority ethnic group students. Sure. And they found that it's because the students' names that were attached to the papers, right. there was prejudice just by seeing their name. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So what did they do? They did um, blind marking, anonymous yeah, yeah, anonymous yeah. Um, papers. So it was just Took away, just put a student number, take away the, the picture, your name, everything, and just based it on the quality of, of um, the work that's in front of them. Yeah. They found that the scores of black and minority ethnic students increased by, I think, I don't know what the exact stat was, but it was more than like, 20 or 20, 30, 40%, something like that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Racism is alive and well in the UK. And yeah. I refuse to hear otherwise. Yeah. I refuse. 
Okay, so so you've mentioned a number of different ways. That Sorry. We, oh, go on. Go for One it. more thing. Yeah, I'll please. Because there's there's so many examples I could give. Yeah. There's so many examples. Um, all right, cool. I'll give two more examples. The first one is um, in t- even in terms of racial profiling. So yes, um, police officers they're allowed to sometimes do this stop and search thing. Right. A lot of people think it's wrong. I personally endorse it. I agree with them doing stop and searching mm. because I feel like that deters a lot of bad things from happening. Sure. My issue with it comes with um, the profile of person they're stopping and searching. Okay. They're probably stopping and searching more black people based on how they look than any other group. Sure. And that's where my issue comes in, the prejudice of who they're stopping. Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so that was one example. And then another example I wanted to give was just, you know, people in general. I feel like the narrative that is that especially the media paint of black people is crazy. Yeah. I'll give an example. Someone typed in four teenagers, just four teenagers into Google. Yeah. They went to the images section. You see four white teens, all dressed, you know, like normal jeans and a top or whatever. Having fun, smiling. Yeah. Like all of this stuff, like, (laughs) bruv, all being nice, like completely harmless. You're typing four black teenagers. Right. Why would you see a mugshot of four black teenagers? Yeah. Four black teenagers all like hooded up on violence with weapons and stuff like that. Right. The narrative is so, so mad. It's crazy, bro. Yeah. People that want to... Anybody in this life who says racism doesn't exist, such a person, yeah... Right, let me not even talk, fam. I'm yeah, because this guy's ready talk. to curse, fam. All right, fam. I'm, oh, it's sticky. So, like, obviously, if we were to discuss the number of different manifestations of racism in the UK, yeah. we would be here for a very, very, oh, very long time. Too long. Because if we, if we don't even start at slavery, you know, hundreds of years ago, if we just start, and, and which is crazy because, you know, I went on a tour um, uh, maybe about a couple of years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it was, I think it was the National History Museum mm. um, here in London, I think. I've, yeah. So, and then they were talking about like black people in England yeah, and yeah. black people in the West. And they were basically showing that during Henry VIII's time, like there were literally black people being called from Africa to come play trumpet in his band. Yeah, fam. Do you feel what I'm saying? Like black people were, they were just normal people. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. And everyone was accepted. And then they showed how through portraits, like the presentation of black people, mm. propaganda yeah, yeah, and yeah. media, which is very powerful. Yeah, the yeah. presentation of black people was changing. So mm, you wouldn't mm, necessarily mm. show as many black people in Henry VIII's band or whatever it is. Like you would start to show them doing the menial jobs. Right, you would, take, right, you would right. reduce the number of black people in the portraits. Right. And, you know, showing them pictures where black people are just doing the menial jobs mm-hmm. and, you know, or maybe in unfavorable positions yeah. that has an effect on the psychology of people of and what's this not necessarily even an effect on the psychology of people who are living today but an effect on the people who are coming tomorrow Yeah, which yeah. goes to also speak about how a lot of the way the world is going about social justice is mm. let's enforce these different things let's make them all normal Yeah, yeah. Um, whether for good or for bad because mm. it's it's both, both ends of the spectrum when yeah, I'm talking yeah. about social justice in general mm. and let's just make it normal and just wait for the older generation to die off because mm, once mm, they die mm, off mm. then there's no more resistance yeah, it's yeah. almost like Star Wars you know uh, if you if you ever watched Star Wars before the originals um, which was made in, I think it was 78, 81 and 82 or 78, 79 and 81 something like that I could have told um, you which was episode 4, 5 and 6 yeah, yeah. you know they're beloved by the people who grew up at that time yeah, those yeah. people who grew up at that time <clears throat> and List and now watch the prequels. Yeah, they hated the prequels. Prequels yeah, are yeah, terrible. Yeah. Mm. However, we who grew up with the prequels were like, "Oh, I loved Revenge of the Sith," which mm. was Episode Three. That was amazing. Yeah, yeah. And then you know, now that we've grown up, the narrative that the prequels were terrible yeah, is yeah. changing. Now yeah. it's like the prequels weren't that bad because mm. we who grew up at that time, you know, we enjoyed it at that time, and that was our norm. Yeah, and so we're like, yeah. you know, we really enjoyed that. So the narrative has changed just yeah. because the older generation is dying off and we're getting older. Yeah, do you feel what I'm saying? Yeah. So. As I say, you know, if we speak about the the wind rush and all the things that the Caribbeans went through during that time, and you know, somebody once said, you know, oh, you know, you Africans, you Nigerians who came over, you know, you're enjoying loads of things because of the hard work that we put in yeah. and how we suffered and mm. things like that. And you know, kudos to our, our Caribbean friends and family who you know have who came over and things like that. And you know, kudos to the Africans because when they came over, you know, seventies wasn't at a cakewalk in the park. Like a lot of the Nigerians were just coming here to study and going back to Nigeria. One, because the economy, if I remember, was more favorable then. Yeah, and two, yeah. because the racism of this country was too 
much. Mm, mm. You know what I'm saying? The Caribbeans are like, yeah, if you thought it was too much in the 70s, how much more us in the 40s? It's like, yeah, I get it. Come even on. even one of still, our relatives did that, to be fair. Yeah, literally one of our relatives did that. So, you know, there's a lot of history in terms of how racism has been manifested, how it is presently being manifested. Yeah, yeah. You know, in the subtleties, like there are still, you know, oh, there are loads of old people who are lovely. You know, we were bike riding this morning. Yeah, yeah. Hoods up and things like that, but yeah, smiles yeah. on our face. Good morning, happy good lockdown. Morning. Yeah, and yeah, they're like, yeah. hi, good morning. It's lovely people. Yeah. But then there are other people as well, and maybe not even in London, this metropolitan city and other places where it's like, no, racism is very, very real. Oh, so we would be real. here for a long time before to talk about everything. Yeah, yeah. But you mentioned something before you said, oh, I'm a Christian, I'm a Christian. So as Christians now, we're in Christ. How do we, how do we deal with this? I think what I'll do is I'll start off like this. So here's what Christians believe. God created the universe. Yeah, yeah. The universe is as his kingdom. Standard. Every kingdom needs rules. Of course. God has a right to everything because he created it. Yeah, yeah. So whatever you think you have a right to, God has more right to it because he created it. That's like telling Richard Branson he can't go on a virgin plane. Are you stupid? Yeah, exactly. But he, he, like, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? So God created the universe as his kingdom. Every kingdom needs rules. Yeah, if there yeah. were no rules, there would be anarchy. Yeah, yeah. Rules are what allow us to have our freedoms. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, our freedom of speech, all of that stuff. Yeah, you yeah. know, um, human rights are essentially, you know, statements that are are implied by by certain rules yeah, yeah. Or, or have implications on certain laws and mm. things like that. And so we need rules. Now, yeah, yeah. every like, rules need punishments too because yep. if you don't have punishments, nobody's going to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. That's where you have something called the law of God and sin. Right. Um, and the punishment of sin, or which is to break the law um, of God, is death. Soapbox. Literally death. Come LOL. On. This guy said soapbox. <laughs> you need to hear it, so I'm telling you anyway. Yeah, yeah, of course, um, of course. So, so it's death. And yeah, when we say when we say death, it's like death forever because mm-hmm. you've sinned against a God who is who is eternal, but more than that, like well, no, not more than that, but in addition to that, your soul um, lives on mm. after you die. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and so your punishment needs to be for that long as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you sinned against God, like it's it's who you sinned against that's the problem, not what you've done necessarily. Yeah. yeah. So it's not about the fact that you're not hurting anybody. Which some people think is the standard of what uh, makes sin. Let's sense not in. even no, no, get no. into that. Let's not even it's get into about that, who you've sinned against. Let's not even do if that. If I slap you, the most you could do is attempt to beat me up, and you probably fail. Some of you might even <laughs> succeed. <laughs> some of you might succeed, but wait. If if you tried, just know I'm on your I'm on your neck in it. But let's say I slapped you, you beat me up. That's the most that can happen. If I slap the queen, if I slap the queen, bruh. People be calling for your death, boy. I'd be a dead man. Yeah, I would literally be a dead man. It's not because the queen is more human than you. Mm. It's because the queen is the queen. She's the sovereign. Yeah, yeah. Same thing with God. Where it's like you sin against God. This is the punishment. This yeah. is why it's so heavy because God is so holy. Hundred. All right, cool. That's the, the now here's the bad news. Everybody's going to hell. Dude. Everyone. Everyone. Whether you're a nice person, whether you're a mean person, whether you do good things, no matter what you do, I hear the Muslims disagreeing, everybody's going to hell. Yeah. yeah. If you take a murderer and take them to prison, this one's especially for our Muslim friends. And so you take him to the court and you say, and the prisoner said, and the murderer says, um, I'm sorry, judge, that I murdered those five people, but I give to charity all the time. I give the most to charity. Do you think that prisoner is going to say, sorry, do you think that judge is going to say, um, oh, that's fine, I'm going to let you off? No, it's like, no, you murdered five people. The good that you've done does not cancel out, cancel the, bad. out the bad you've done. Mm, you mm, must mm. be punished for the good, you, for the bad you've done. Mm. And God is a just God, so he has to do it. Mm. And so God punishes, and so everybody's going to hell. Because everybody's sinned. Everybody's broken the law. Yeah, Whether you've yeah. lied, stolen meat from the pot, whatever it is, everyone's broken the law. Yeah. Cool. Now, here's the good news. Somebody has paid your fine for you. We all have a fine to pay. Somebody's paid it for you. Somebody who was worthy to pay it, who had mm. the wealth to pay it. Mm. Jesus Christ. He paid the fine by dying for you because he was morally perfect so that you, who was imperfectly moral, could mad. live the morally perfect mad, life. Mad, mad, mad. And so now put your faith in Jesus Christ. Submit to him, have relationship to him, turn away, repent, turn away from the life that breaks the law. And you are saved if you do that. You will be saved. Do you feel what I'm saying? So there's the good news. And here's the last thing for you, some of you. Well, we can't know until we die. Yeah, he's coming back. And if he comes back before you're dead, it's peak for you. So he is coming back. Now, that is the good news. And so because we have been saved by Christ, we now, through faith in Jesus Christ, by the grace of God alone, we now, <laughs> in case people have to say, you have to work, you have to work. No, <laughs> through the faith you have, you do works and things like that. But now we have been saved. Yeah. And we have been saved to do the glorious things God has called us to do, to do good works. Right. That's why we have been saved. Mm. Right. Okay. So now as Christians, how do we apply, how do we deal with this issue of racism? How do we deal with 
injustices in the world, but this particular injustice. What do you think? For me, it's very simple. Um, one thing I've always said, I may be a Christian, but I'm not a mug. <laughs> when someone is treat when someone's trying to take advantage, yeah, and it's like, yes, you know, someone offends you, you turn the other cheek. But you don't continuously turn the other cheek to the point where you now have scars and scabs on your on your cheeks because they've slapped you so much. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm. Christians know your rights. Exercise your rights. Wasn't it Paul who said, you know, they tried like some people yeah, they put him in prison the Romans, Yeah, they put him in prison for and he said, yo. I'm a citizen, like, pat on yourselves and let me out now. <laughs> and, bruv, they were quaking. They like, had to let him out. I wonder how Caesar would feel about the fact that you're scourging a Roman citizen, which was against the law. Like, you was weren't allowed yeah, yeah. to ever scourge a Roman citizen. It was like, yeah, we do this to other people, <laughs> but never our own. <laughs> and so Paul was like, I may be a Jew, but does Caesar know that you're doing that I'm a Roman citizen? Does he know that you're doing this to a Roman citizen? And all the all the guards were like, oh crap, crap, yeah, crap. Man, you know that ones where you know that ones where where's the keys? Where's the keys? You know that ones where you beat up your little brother, he starts crying, he your mum is your mom is sleeping, <laughs> yeah. And, it's, and you hear your mum wake up and it's like, alright, shut, 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 shut. I quiet, bro. Don't I stop it, crying. I will buy you sleep. I love it, love it, love it. You know what I want? It's literally one of those yeah, ones. It was, yeah. ad- it was adapting. Do you know what I'm saying? And then they 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 embarrassed him publicly, dragged him to prison, scourged him, and scourged him most likely in front of other people. Yeah, yeah. And then when they now you know found out he was a Roman citizen. For those who don't know, scourging is basically like you got whips and like stuff with mad mad metallic weapons and stuff like that and you yeah, just you beat someone you rip, flog them yeah like, you literally flog them you flog them literally. um and then they came to him and they were basically trying they were coming on some oh uh, yeah you know we're really sorry for what you did oh, just nah, let's bro. just keep it hush hush and go and paul was like oh having having embarrassed me privately you now want to come in and and apologize and apologize privately. sorry having embarrassed me publicly, publicly. yeah you yeah, now yeah. want to come in and apologize privately and keep everything hush hush it was like nah you embarrassed me publicly you can escort me out yeah, publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want I want two <laughs> Roman soldiers by my side publicly showing that you guys made a mistake. Now, obviously, we're embellishing the story a little bit, but this is basically what happened in the story. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's so. the mad thing. Here's the mad thing. With that story, Paul, yeah, had all of the gifts of the spirit. The guy yeah. was incredible. I'm not sure he had all of them. Well, he definitely spoke in tongues more than all of you. He made that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> but he he was mightily used by God. Do you know right. what I'm saying? And even somebody that was holy like that, even he was like, he knew his rights and he exercised his rights because right. he was no dickhead, fam. Yeah. He was not a mug. Do you know what I'm saying? Right. A lot of Christians today were just like, oh, but we should be Christ-like and yes, we should be meek. But B, the Bible and, says, and turn and the other that. cheek. And it says, turn the other cheek. Fam, yes, it says, turn the other cheek. But then when you're just when you're just standing there, it doesn't say turn the other cheek. Like, all right, cool. When cer- there's certain aspects in the Bible, yeah, that they say one thing, but then people take that as in, ah, oh, and he says turn the other cheek. Okay, I should just stand there and keep getting slapped and right. keep turning the other cheek. Use your common sense and walk away, bruv. <laughs> Distance yourself. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Why would yeah. you keep getting slapped? Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When it comes to dealing with fellow believers, yes, uh, 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 um, grace should be applied. Even even yeah. when it comes to dealing with you know non-believers, grace should be applied. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, when you have a right or when something belongs to you and then people are unjustly not giving it to you or people are treating you unfairly mm. when they shouldn't be, fam, stand up for yourself and mm. speak. This isn't to say to keep hatred and malice. No. Just deal with that individual situation mm. and move on. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, let's let's not do this thing where, you know, we're so meek that we can't talk or defend ourselves or hold people accountable for their wrongs. Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Hold yeah. the people accountable, especially if you're a citizen, like for, for a lot of us here, that were citizens or whatever country you're a citizen of, you have rights. Yeah. Look up your rights. Exercise your rights right. because you can't let these this government come and be dictating to you what you can and can't do. Right. When you do, fam, somebody said I think there was a quote that said, "The person who knows your rights when you don't know your own, they can control you." Right. They can control you, fam. So yeah, bruv, Just because we're Christians doesn't mean that we're that we're moist. Doesn't mean that we have right. mug written on our foreheads, bruv. Right. We're, we're, we're alive and kicking, isn't it? Like, we're yeah. alive and kicking. So, like, with Jesus, I know, you know, because a lot of people, there are definitely times in my life I've felt a bit conflicted, like, you know, but Christ, when do I stop turning the other cheek? Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. When do I stop doing that? Because mm-hmm. it's like, the point of that scripture was, like, not seeking personal retribution, which is why I like what you said. Yeah, Your yeah. response was not slap them back. Your response was just walk away. Yeah, Do you yeah. feel what I'm saying? Because um, Jesus was like, the reason he even said that in the first place was so that you may be like your father in heaven. 
Yeah, like yeah. love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you. Yeah, yeah, you know, which is not what some other religions say, but anyway, that's besides the point. Mad. Pray for those who persecute you, Mad. so that you may be. He even said, "Be you know, love those who spitefully use you." Yeah, yeah, yeah. so that you may. There are bare people spitefully using God. They come within an inch of death. Yeah, they say, "God, you know, if you could just save my life, I promise I'm going to serve you." Yeah, God yeah. saves their life, and then they just go back to their, you know, secular gallivanting. Out. Do you know what I'm saying? Yep, 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 so yep, they yep. just go back to, there are bad people who are like, God, if you can give me this promotion. And then they then they then say, oh, you know, it's the work that God gave me, which is stopping me from serving at the church or stopping me from serving God, stopping me That's from praying. Crap. It's like, <laughs> That's nonsense. To a degree, like Jesus was like, people spitefully use God. They, they've been doing it. Yeah, they've, they've been, been doing, doing it. it. Yeah, Do you feel what I'm saying? So 100. the point of that is to be like the father. But then we also understand, look at what Paul said. Paul said, slaves, obey your masters. And this is where loads of people come saying, oh, Christianity endorses slavery, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> All right. So let's, let's look at the scripture because obviously you guys don't read it. Um, so this is what scripture <laughs> says. Paul said, slaves, obey your masters. Uh, there's, a, there's a certain point where he says, everybody should remain in the condition that they were in when they got saved because yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ is coming soon, right? Yeah, yeah. If you are unmarried, stay unmarried. If you're married, stay married. Like, don't try and get divorced. Don't do that. Yeah, do you know yeah. what I'm saying? Just stay in the condition that you were. Then he goes on to slaves. Slaves, if you're slaves, he then says, although it is, if it is possible for you to gain your freedom, do so. Mm. Do so. So like there is a clear place in scripture where it's like, if you're a slave and it's possible to gain your freedom, gain your freedom. Yeah, man. Don't be a slave to anybody. Yeah, yeah. For in Christ, you're free. Hundred. What, what do we see there? We see that at least to a degree, there's a principle of like, okay, if there is a better state of living that you can gain, you know, that will allow you to have more liberty. To you. That's accessible to you. Then take it. Go and then take it. It's yeah. like saying, oh, you know, you didn't come to this world educated. Therefore, you know, because you're going to die and you're not going to do anything with your education, you know, you might as well not go to university or you might as well not even go to sixth form or primary school or secondary school. Yeah. You might as well not try and get educated. Just, you know, you're going to die one day. Jesus mm. Christ is coming back. So don't do nothing. Mm. Come on. That's not that's not the right way to live as Christians. 100. And then we, we watch on top of that, that, you know, God literally was that people, the, the Jews were fasting in the Old Testament. I think it was Isaiah. They were fasting and God was like, your fasting is not, is not pleasing to me. Yeah, yeah. Like you're fasting, but you guys are neglecting the widow. You're neglecting the orphan. Yeah. yeah. And so like there's this, there's, I think there's a, there's a, God has shown you what is good and what does he require for you? Except that you um, love mercy. You, I think, except that you do justice, love mercy and walk humbly with your God. That's yeah, it. Yeah. God has shown you what is good and what does he require of you? Mm. That you do justice, mm. love mercy, yeah, yeah. and walk humbly with your God. There is a call according to scripture that we go to establish justice wherever we can. Yeah, as yeah, Christians. Yeah. It's literally part of our job description. Now, lest we forget what the real mission is, mm. our mission is not to is not to go around just giving to charity, not to go around just doing, oh, just go around loving people and they'll know the gospel. That's not what the Bible says <laughs> for everything. <laughs> what the Bible says is that. I am unashamed of the gospel of salvation yeah, for yeah. it is the power, power. of yeah, God yeah, yeah, unto yeah. salvation for all who believe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First for the Jew, then, then for, for the, the Gentile. Gentile. Yeah, yeah. So there must be a preaching. How will they, how will they, uh, the Bible says faith comes by hearing, hearing of the word of God. Yeah, how yeah. will they hear unless somebody preaches, mm, right? Mm, mm. So for those people who are like, you know, I'm just going to go on missionary work and your missionary work is just feeding the homeless people. It's like, no, that's not just it. It's not just giving to charity. It's not just, I'm just going to live like a nice person and people will know that I'm a Christian. That is not how it works. People just, especially in today's world, they'll look at you and say, you're just a moral person. Mm. You're just a really nice, oh, she's just a nice person. No, 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 no. You've got to do that and preach the gospel. Now, how do you do that? How do you do that? Obviously, there are ways that you can provoke conversations. There See the way your energy just came back down. <laughs> bro, I'm, trying, I'm trying to be calm. I'm trying to be calm. So lest we get off topic, now we're saying, what we're talking about here is the duty of Christians. Yeah, yeah. So now let's go on back to it because you were saying, you know, as a Christian, essentially, you don't, you don't have to be a patty. Yeah. That's basically yeah. what you're saying. Exactly. Um, the Bible says that the government does not hold the sword in vain. Yeah, There's yeah. a requirement of the government to establish justice as well. Mm, uh, mm, but mm. where we are Christians, we are to look after the orphan, look after the widow, those who are more vulnerable in society. Yeah, Do you yeah. feel what I'm saying? who are not standing against God. 
Yes. Bear that in mind because yes. I love what there was a there's a guy called Elijah Shanak. Um, I think Apostle Elijah Shanak, I think is his name. He said something on a live recently. He said, I believe in defending the weak. I, defend, I believe in defending, you know, all of those people. But I do not believe in defending that which God is tearing down. Yeah. So let's yeah, also yeah. not forget that because not everybody who's weak is on the side of God. Let's let's not forget that. True. So anyway, but before before we, we go on to another topic. Um, you're saying Christians, we don't have to be patties. Mm. Now, some Christians will come and say, you know, there is a camp in Christianity who say, don't go about talking about racism. Just, if I've, if I've gotten them correctly or maybe I've gotten them wrong, but basically the gist is, you know, our focus shouldn't be, we shouldn't be appealing to statistics. Mm. You know, we shouldn't be appealing to social justice, this and that. Of course, there's a call into that, but just like racism, as many other things are, is a sin issue. So we all we should be doing, if I've gotten them correct, maybe, is preach the gospel. Now, maybe I've gotten them di unco di uh, discorrect. Wow. Bruh. Incorrect. I was going to say uncorrect as well. Maybe I've gotten them incorrect. Mm. But the general gist, if everything else I've said is wrong, at least they have said, preach the gospel. That mm. is the main aim. Mm. Just preach the gospel. Mm. Now, write us in enough if I've gotten that wrong. What do you think of that? I have my own thoughts about it. What do you think of that? Just preach the gospel. No. How, like, bro, there's so many issues here. Racism, it, it, it's so problematic and it has seeped into, you know, the subconscious of people to, to a point where they don't even realise. How can you say, just preach the gospel? Because, okay, cool. Yes, we're preaching the gospel and, you know, it's by God, God's grace that, we're, that um, he's helping us do it. But it's a thing where, look at how many people it's actually fought, falling on fertile ground for. Do you know what I'm saying? How will you preach the gospel, but then let hundreds, like thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people die before you even see 10% of a change? Right. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Preach the gospel, but tackle these issues as well. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? How can you have, because like, there was a stat, and I think this stat was in 2018, um, and it said that a black woman was f a pregnant black woman right. was five times more likely right. to die right. from um, childbirth. Complications and things like complications that. Complications yeah. in comparison to any other um, race of lady. And I think it's because of negligence, no? Now, negligence has one thing to do with it, yeah. but why did they wait until the stat got to five times? Yeah. When they saw it was two times, three times, four times, why didn't they deal with it? Yeah. Do you see what I'm saying? Why are people only looking into it when it's five times? Yeah. By the way, not negligence on the behalf of the black woman, negligence on... The behalf of the workers who assume that because she's black, exactly, she's more, she's more, uh, she's stronger, she's dur she can, more, she's durable more durable and stuff. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And there's stuff like that. There's so many injustices that are happening, and mm -hmm. like even stuff with um, uh, the prejudice of of stop and searching. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And how and how these people get profiled. Yeah. This stuff will continue to happen. Police brutality will continue to happen. And you're telling me that I should just sit down akimbo and just preach them to preach to them the gospel. Mm. Bruv, no, that's not all we should be doing. Yeah. Preach the gospel, but also stand up for your rights, bro. Do you know what I'd add to that as well? Yeah. You know, Jesus said, um, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me to preach good news to those who are uh, to to the poor, yeah, yeah. Um, to preach freedom to those who are imprisoned. Yeah, now of course yeah. he has he has um you know obviously that's mainly I think in the main it's speaking to those who are you know imprisoned in terms of sin as well. Yeah, you know yeah. that's obviously the main thing. Yeah, you know yeah. he's come to give us liberty. For where the spirit of God is, there is liberty, right? Dang, dang. Um, but in addition to that, like preach good news to the poor, because in that time. The poor were beaten down by the theology or by the doctrines of men, which was essentially yeah, yeah. that, you know, those who are rich are blessed by God. Yeah. Those who are poor are, are stricken by God. By God. Yeah, They're cursed yeah, by God. Yeah, yeah. They're poor because God cursed them. Yeah, that is yeah, why. Yeah. Shout out to the prosperity gospel, by the way. Anyway... So they're poor because God hasn't blessed them or they don't have enough faith. Sorry, I just I What's don't know sir? where I don't know where the What's anger sir? came from. I don't know where right? it came from. But What's sir? you know, like shout out to the prosperity gospel, if that is indeed what they teach, which to a degree it is. You know, God's got he's got a wonderful plan for your life. You know, he's gonna he's gonna make all your dreams come true as if God is a genie. Please, <laughs> please, please, with our brothers and sisters across the world who are being persecuted in Arabic countries. You know, in communist countries. Anyway, I was going to say Muslim <laughs> countries, but I didn't want to rile people up too much. But they are. Not all of them, but they are. They are. Anyway, so there's this understanding that there's a preaching 
to the poor, you know, but and it's it's a it's a it's a good news that speaks to their present situation. Mm. Do you feel what I'm saying? Mm. Like, what's that song? Like, um, and now let the re- let the weak say I am strong. Let the poor say I am rich. Why? Because of what the Lord has done for us, give thanks. Mm. Right. And so it's essentially that because of what Jesus has done, like we no longer have to stay in the inju- in the unjust system that we're in or whatever it might be. Mm. So for me, it's like what do we do as Christians? We take the gospel, we preach the gospel as is, and then we also apply it to the present situation where there is injustice. Mm. We also apply it. Now, there are some cases where we cannot change it. Like, we're not just caught to, you know, some people have the belief that we're meant to go to the seven mountains, etc., go into all these different areas to take over the world and give the kingdom to God. That's their own particular theology. Um, Who believes that? No, there are a number a number of people who I I want to know. I them. can't name all of their names, but there are a number of people who their belief is the way we take over the world for the kingdom of God is to go into all the different, uh, into going to entertainment, go into government, go into politics, go into education, go into all of these different things. Um, and where where if we can go into all of them, saturate those fields, you know, it's inevitable that it'll be taken over for Christ. And to that, you know what I say? Hallelujah, praise the Lord, Amen. Mm. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, Amen. Go ahead and do it because that is a good thing. Go and mm. do it because you're just fulfilling the the preaching of the gospel. But my book, the book of Revelation, tells me that God is going to take over the world and make it His kingdom for Himself. Mm. Like it, it will be inevitable if God wants to do it. It will be inevitable. Well, God has to use human vessels. No, He's going to come and do it Himself. Mm. That doesn't mean we should stand akimbo now. And do nothing, yeah, yeah. but he's going to do it himself. Um, but still, let's go ahead and, and do that. But again, take the gospel, preach it, and apply it. And get rid of stumbling blocks as well. Mm. Because there are some people, for example, and I know a young lady who literally, um, her family was Christian. Yeah, 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 She was going out of a Muslim that had a lot to do with it, I think. And when I was speaking to her about the faith, she was mildly Christian, but on like her foot was out. Her feet were basically out at this point. And she was telling me her, her issue of Christianity is this whole thing of white Jesus. Oh, stop it, man. Stop it. Stop it. Is this stop whole thing that. of white Jesus. Stop now, that. as a Christian, I'm, am I just to stand there and say, well, you know, that doesn't matter. Jesus died for your sins. That's what my approach would be. Mm. But when people have an incorrect perception of Christianity and they're judging Christianity based off of a lie. Aye, that jars me. Aye, that jars me. We can't just come and say, you know, we can't just come and say, well, in that case, you know, it doesn't matter anyway because at least Christ died for your sins, whether he's white or black. That is true. Mm. It doesn't, in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't matter. Mm. But what does matter, the issue is, the fact of him being white or black has not been inconsequential. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's had consequences. Yeah, yeah. And those consequences are what people are looking at and saying, well... Your Jesus is white, and I've seen the consequences of that on black people. And me as a black person, I don't, I don't want to believe in I Christ. I refuse to worship your Jesus. I yeah, refuse yeah, yeah. to worship your white man savior. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, no, 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 no. Jesus Christ was not white. He was not white. Why are you shouting? So, uh? I'm shouting because oh. I'm passionate, bro. I'm Nigerian. You want to ruin the recording audio sound and nah, that? Nah, 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 nah. This it won't guy, affect the audio bro. sound. It's not oh, even peaking, bro. Don't days. worry. We're good. We're good. But it's like, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Now, their ears are blocked by a lie. It won't even allow the gospel to go in. Just, to a degree. Just, just getting that out there. Let's make this very, very clear. Jesus was not white. Nor did Jesus Christ or the Bible endorse the kind of slavery that we have seen from the West Atlantic slavery. There's that no, just no. If you really want to know, hit us up, but do your flipping research. Yeah, do look your at research. where Jesus on, was born. Better. Look at where he was born. How could he have possibly have been white? Come on, man. Let's like look at where the portrait of Jesus that's more most popular these days. Like look at where that look at the history of that. Like, come on, man. Let's let's do better. Let's actually do better. Mm. Like, let's actually go and not just listen to what people say on Twitter. Not just listen to what people say in the media. Not just listen to what our friends are saying. Like, let's actually do some research and see was Jesus actually white, and you'll find that he was a well Palestinian Israeli man. Like, it's no. The answer to that is is no. Separately though, separately though, on on a quick on a quick side note, all you lot that have all this passion and beef for Christianity, true say you lot aren't genuinely interested because if you were, you'd actually take the time to go and research. But that's That's a a that's 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 a separate matter. Let's call it what it is. Let's call it what it is. But yeah, man. So where there is that stumbling block that are stopping people from hearing the gospel now, for my Calvinist friends. God bless you guys. For my reformed brothers, 
which I am also one. I would say I'm fairly reformed. <laughs> um, you know, they're saying, well, you know, if they're going to believe the gospel, if God's going to save them, God's going to save them, period. But, you know, we don't necessarily know the sovereign intricacies mm. or the intricacies of God's sovereign will. Perhaps mm. he may use um, what it is that you are speaking, which is culturally relevant, mm. um, in co- with the gospel to open their ears a bit more. Yeah, we yeah. see an example of that where Paul is speaking to, I think it's the Athenians, All where right. he's speaking on Mars Hill. And he's saying, um, he's saying, you know, I've seen in your temples that you have this particular God. You say to the unknown God. Well, yeah, I want yeah. you to know that God has made himself known. And, you know, from there, he then segues into the gospel. Do you feel what I'm saying? Mm, like, mm. when somebody says, oh, your Jesus is white, tell them, actually, no, bro, Jesus isn't white. You know, we, we have actual historical um, evidence that suggests he was not white. Mm. And we have things to show where that fabrication came from. Yeah, Do you yeah. know what I'm saying? Now that we've gotten that stumbling block out of the way, and some people just keep putting stumbling blocks in your way. Yeah, sometimes you just have to jump all over, over all of that and just preach the gospel. Mm. Do that. Whatever the situation, preach the gospel. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, where you can, remove the stumbling blocks. Mm. Remove the excuses. Mm. And let's get to the heart of the issue, the gospel. And so we apply the gospel, remove the stumbling blocks. Um, and then the last thing that I was going to say before we continue back explicitly on the topic, yeah, is that we've got to also, to a degree, cater to needs. James says, if there's a brother amongst you, at least this is amongst Christians, mm. if there's a brother amongst you who, you know, is suffering, you know, and he's he's not been fed, he's he's out in the cold and things like that, he's not clothed, yeah, yeah. and you say, ah, oh, be clothed and be fed in Jesus' name by this time tomorrow, LOL. <laughs> um, but be <laughs> fed, it, be fed it, and be it. clothed in Jesus' name. <laughs> That's not to despise prophecy. If God has given you the word to give to them, give it to them, innit? Yeah, but yeah. he says, you know, be fed and be and keep well and stay warm in Jesus' name, amen. Bye. It's like, no, like you, you preach the gospel and you clothe them, you feed them as yeah, well. Yeah. How can you claim to love them if you see them and that and you, you don't do anything about it? 100. You feel what I'm saying? Because so, it's mad. Yeah. Like, with a lot of communities, yeah, to help, to help somebody like that, it actually doesn't take a lot at all. If you've got a community of even just a church with 100 people, and these are all like working adults, if 100 people give one pound, Bro, that's a hundred pound for the person right there. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Do you know what I'm saying? That yeah. can probably buy one or two nights in a in a in a ho- in a hostel or, or or somewhere. They can get him food for like two, three days, four days maybe. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like a little can go a long way in a community like that. One hundred percent. And just to say something before somebody tries to come and say, Well, what's wrong with the prosperity gospel? Blah blah. But the issue is it's not preaching the whole counsel of God. Yeah, yeah. That the you know, the only essentially the only reason God came is to save your soul and to make you wealthy. It's like, well, no. That's a fairy tale gospel. That's, that's, that's a, that's that's a fairy tale gospel. In. Yeah, there were wealthy believers. Dorcas yeah. was one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, there were a lot of believers were poor. Yeah. The yeah. apostles were not wealthy people. Mm, they mm. All, all of them, bar one, died gruesome deaths. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jesus said, you know, you will have trouble in this world. 100. But take heart. Because I, I have, have overcome, overcome the, world. the world. Hallelujah. If my, my friend from Men's Monday, 412 Men, shout out to you, man. G- my friend would say something like Shanda. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. Jesus Christ anyway. is God. I'm just putting out. Um, oh, you want to you wanna start another one? We're talking about racism. My so friends, they know, man. They know me. The, they quest, know me. the, question, the question then is this. We're going to have these two last questions, yeah? Yeah, yeah. These two qu- last questions is one. As Christians, you know, we've said how we deal with it. Like, let's let's talk practical steps. Mm. You know, how do we deal with racism? Do we just go out, you know, stand on our soapbox and say, stop being racist? Like, how do we deal with it? And the second question is, you know, is there racism in the church? That second question. Let's let's put a pin in that one, boy. Um, so the first one, how we deal with it. Yeah, practical steps. I have my own, I have my own perspective, but I wanna I wanna hear yours. That first question, here's what I'll say. I definitely believe that there is a space and there is a need for Christianity in every sector. Yeah. In terms of, particularly in government. Sure. Particularly. So, um, especially back in the days, like you used to have a king and then the king would have like a high priest and then the king would go to the high priest to ask, what does God want us to do? Sure. Or like, like chat to God, like what's he, what's he saying? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like it would be like, what, 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 you know, Christians that can get into politics that can, um, and it's difficult because politics is a very dirty game. Oh my word. It's a very, very disgusting game. Yeah. But the more that can get in there, you know, stay true to God and things like that. And just yeah. in every sector, I just feel like there'll be such a change because there's already enough people, you know, praying for the country. There's cr- enough Christians are praying for the country. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. standard in their services. And um, please keep our church going. does. Our church yeah. definitely does. So, you know, more the more Christian people we can get there, in positions of power, 
you know, influencing things and consulting God first, I just feel like things will naturally change. But other than that, I just think people need to educate themselves on their rights. Yeah. People need to know what they are entitled to, know what other um, government bodies can do and can't do, know what the police can do and can't do. Because mm. enough times... Um, I've seen videos of like police officers giving false laws saying, oh yeah, this under this section, under this section allows me to do this when that's not the case. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So just know your rights and, and you know, speak up for yourself. Speak yeah. up for yourself. So that's how we handle it. Um, But you need to meet it head on. You need to meet it head on. Yeah. Because the problem with racism is it's one of those ones where it's a very, very bad habit. So the moment you allow, allow it to slide once, then it continually it continuously happens. Sure. Do you know what I'm saying? So it, you need to confront that one head on. So that's what I'll say my answer. I want to preface everything I'm going to say by saying we all need to make sure that we're using wisdom. Of course. You know, Jesus does say, be wise as a serpent, but innocent as a dove. Yeah. We have yeah. to, we do have to be very, very careful here. You know, I'm not advocating that you immediately go to your company and start saying, you only hired me because I'm black. All of you are fake and all of you are going to hell. No, 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 no. If you did that, you'd be very stupid. I can't lie. That's unwise. So, you know, know, we can be very zealous about these things, but, you know, we do have to be wise. A lot of people are very ignorant. A lot of people have been taught negative things um, by... by, by their family parents, members, you grandparents, know, yeah, growing yeah. up and seeing their parents calling, you know, oh, those blackies, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of things, a lot of, like I said, like this topic is so broad, it's so vast. We can't even begin to speak about all the little different facets it affects and how yeah, people yeah. have come to hold the positions that they do. Like for me, like racism is just illogical. To think that somebody is um, like inferior to you simply because they are black, Mm. for example it just is completely illogical yeah yeah. but in terms of what i think should be done you know i do believe it starts out the gospel yeah yeah. because you know if you take god out of the world system uh sorry out of your worldview it's like well what's your reason for doing anything good Mm. in fact by what basis do you define what is good yeah yeah. do you find i'm saying let's let's be deep about it yeah yeah. it's like you're telling me i should stop being racist why Mm. i don't believe in god why should i stop being racist if we, if we, I think it's Darwin, was it Darwin? Survival of the fittest? Mm. Like we, well, white people are, quote unquote, white people are on top for a reason. So we're just better. Uh, mm. I'm just, I'm not, this is not my perspective, obviously. Boy. I'm just saying if they were to say that. Because if you take God out, if it, like, honestly, there's no Imago Dei. There's no image of God. Like there's no created in the image of God. There's no intrinsic value, really. We're just, we're just the result of like a cosmic um, soup, literally. Mm. Like we're just here by chance. There's no point. Yeah. You take God out of it, there's really no point. So I think it does start with the gospel. Mm. Like the beginning of wisdom really is the fear of God. Yeah. yeah. The reverence, the awe and respect for God. That's mm. the beginning of wisdom. Mm. Um, and then, you know, having spoken, preached the gospel and then applying it. Now, here's my thing. You know, number one, many black people have been affected, even with this stuff going on about dark girls recently and um, yeah, dark skin yeah. girls, you know, and many how many black boys have been affected in terms of um, what they think is beautiful. We see in the media, there are many black celebrities whose partners are black male celebrities whose partners are white women. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? In the black community, we've seen for a very long time a disparaging of darker skinned women yeah. who I've always thought were beautiful anyway. Yeah. You know, if you're beautiful, you're beautiful. Mm. You're not beautiful just because you have very dark skin, yeah. which is what some people are getting wrong, I think. Mm. It's like, no, you're beautiful because you're beautiful. You're aesthetically pleasing, whether you're dark skin, whether you're light skin, mm. whether you're white, whatever it might be. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But a lot of black boys have been influenced um, by by the media. Mm. Um, and so we do see that. I mean, we've spoken, I don't know if we've said it before. Oh no, we said it in an episode that we haven't released. Anyway, you know, Caribbean households and and how, you know, the third generation, fourth generation Caribbeans have been affected. Yeah, you yeah. know, many black British men are dating outside the race whilst black British women are staying loyal. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, they are viewed as the least desirable. But we'll break that down another time. But loads right. of, you know, loads of people have been, it's coming from loads of different directions. Mm. So my thing is, you know, in the church, there should be a number of different injustices or in different issues or different inequalities mm. that we help to, um, you know, make equal. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? There should be a number of different things. Those who aren't educated, we should do what we can to educate them within the church. Yeah. Like open a forum where we can, you know, if you're not good at doing this particular thing, come, we'll teach you. Yeah. Do you yeah. find what I'm saying? Or if, if you're not, you know, you know, if it's like educating young black men 
um, against what they're being taught on the outside. That yeah, no, yeah, yeah. you don't have to be the, I'm going to steal your guy. You don't have to, be, sorry, I'm going to steal your girl. You don't have to be it's like... against toxic masculinity. Yeah, so you know what I mean? Like the church, so what you're saying is that the church, obviously preaching the gospel is our main, um, is our main objective, but then the secondary objective... There's a trickle down from there. The, yeah, the, the sec, yeah, the trickle down from there is just make it, is just aiding towards, you know, helping people be more complete individuals more yeah. wholesome people and for the purpose of of imitating christ for the yeah, purpose yeah, of yeah. being like christ of you know it's not just oh this is just a nice thing and oh we are just affected no it's like no we need to imitate christ yeah okay if we're going to imitate christ what are those areas in our life where we are propagating injustice yeah, yeah. well those areas in our life where we are being ungodly yeah, yeah. you know what i mean because mm. it is ungodly mm. do you know what i'm saying to have the notion that oh yeah just because you're dark-skinned you know you're ugly yeah, and yeah. undesirable what does that mean? Or black women as a whole are undesirable. I want white women. When actually, you know, typically it's it's obviously if that's your thing, that's your thing. Yeah. But typically, you know, men stay within what's familiar. Mm. Yet black men are the ones who are going out the most out of all the different races. Mm. You know what I mean? There's anyway, we'll break that down another time. Yeah, yeah. Or you know, whatever else it might be. Or I only like hanging with white people because black people are this and that. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, we where we can, we should um, you know, deal with that. And here's the last thing I'll say in terms of that particular thing. You know, as I said, it starts with the gospel. There's a trickle down from that within the church. I think that, because um, I'm speaking specifically as Christians, um, I think that, you know, like you said, education. But if you're a black man and you're in a position of influence, you know, and, and when I say position of influence, you know, let's say you're preaching at church or, you know, you're some sort of leader at church, educate the younger black boys. Mm. Or let's say you're a YouTuber or whatever. Or you're a YouTuber, you're an influencer. Like, let's let's do what we can to educate. Yeah, to bring, yeah. on the basis of scripture, on the basis of our love for Jesus Christ and his love for us. Yeah, yeah. On that basis. Not just on the basis of it's nice. Because then what will happen is people from the world will come and tell us, you should do it like this. Mm. Well, when in actual fact, what they're trying to add to what we're trying to talk about here is anti-God. Yeah, yeah. Enough said. So that's, that's what I would say. I've got... Just two separate things to say, and I think I'm done for, for this episode. One, um, one, it's always bothered me the way the government created this whole um, BME title. And okay. even the BME, I've seen that whole, that change to uh, like people of color. Yeah. My issue, my qualm with those two statements or those two um, names of categor categorizing people is that you group black people Asians and ethnic minorities all together, their struggles right. are very, very different. Yeah, unique and struggles. You, yeah. And the, you, the, the way a black person has grown up will be different to a way an Asian has grown up. Right. Their struggles are different. The way they're viewed is different. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? So for you to group them all in the same category doesn't run. And colored people is even worse. Mm. Colored people is even worse. Because then what um, are white people then? Brav. Again, yeah. Uh, let's not even start that, man. But yeah. Um, so that's one thing I wanted to get out there. The second thing, this is a comment for all the people sitting on the fence getting splinters up your ass. <laughs> injustice, yeah. All the people that sit idly by and do nothing whilst injustice is going on, you are part of that evil. You are part of that injustice. Sure. You are also to blame. I'm just putting it out there. Sure. Yes, it can be uncomfortable getting involved, especially when you feel like, oh, it's none of my business. But just on a human level, on a morality level, you standing by and doing nothing whilst the justice is going on is wrong. Mm. Absolutely wrong. It would be like, I don't know, let's say, okay, 10 white guys are wailing on this black kid. Like they're beating down this black boy for no reason. This kid was sure. just going home. They're beating down this black boy for no reason. Which used to happen. Which obviously used to happen mm -hmm. and probably still doesn't in some, in some, areas, in some yeah. cities because Lord or knows villages. I've gone to certain cities and I've received some mad treatment. Yeah. Um, if you were to just stand there or walk by and be like, oh, I don't want to get hurt. Oh, that's none of my business. Oh, I'm praying for the kid. Lord, like, make a way for him. Literally Bro, the priest and the Levite. That's mad. If you were in that situation, you'd want someone to jump in. You'd want someone to help you. Let's be the good Samaritan. Let's man. be the good Samaritan. Like, cool. Like, sometimes, uh, like, some action can go a long way. A little bit of action can go a long way. Do you know what I'm saying? Calling the feds, I don't know. Yeah. Obviously, apply wisdom. Don't don't jump in when it's just you, because then you'll get beat up as well. But <laughs> just like apply wisdom, man. Don't don't go about your day 
just thinking, oh, rah, that's a bit mad. I like, and just self-preservation. Sure, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. bruv, help the person. Help the person. Help them, help them, help them. Yeah. So then last thing, I completely agree with that. Um, And, you know, there are a number of other things we could say. But, you know, I guess I just sort of go on to two things. One, you know, we might have to keep it for another time. But people who have the mentality, this is our country, though. This is our country. And all you you know, black people and Indians and, you know, Arabs and all that, all of you guys are coming in and taking our, taking our job. <laughs> all of you are coming here and, and turning our country from being England to, to like this cesspool, quote unquote, of so many different cultures. Like, where's our identity as a culture? Our identity as a country is changing. And, you know, I think, you know, just a very... What is your identity? Scones? Crumpets? <sighs> Listen... Just to touch on that very quickly. Shit, I get out of here, man. <laughs> no, no, because let, let's be honest. Like, you know, people look at it as that. Uh, you know, this is this is our country. But okay. what? And if it was not, like, for example, I don't want to compare because obviously there are differences that we cut. We don't even have the time to go into. Yeah. yeah. But if it was Nigeria and people from all over the world, the Chinese <coughs> from all over the world coming I, boy, in. The, I listen. I let me never start on that. Coming in. Um. And again, when we say the Chinese, when we say the whites, we're not talking about every Chinese person. We're not talking about every white person. There are white people who are on the front lines with black people. Plenty. You know, plenty, may, plenty, uh, maybe plenty. I haven't seen them, but I'm sure there are white people who are, you know, trying trying to do their bit. Yeah. You know? no, may, no, 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 they will acknowledge no, no, no. that they're not all that clued up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not necessarily all that clued up. They will 100. acknowledge that as white people, they cannot necessarily know exactly what we're going through. They cannot perfectly empathize 100. but you know they're they're doing their little bit there are shout, there shout are some out all of them people shout, shout out, out all, all those people. guys and whether you're indian asian or whatever you know i know uh i think he's from the philippines or from maybe china and like he loves black culture and he celebrates it and he joins in and it's like okay i know i'm an outsider looking in yeah but like i acknowledge you guys i want to celebrate you guys mm, for mm, what mm. i've seen and for what i see when i hang around with you guys do you feel what i'm saying yeah, yeah definitely people out there like that so this is not a disparaging of everybody yeah you know the whole thing of this is our country it's like yes but we have contributed yeah we have yeah, a stake yeah. here yeah, yeah and what's worse is that this country prides itself on being you know one of the things about london as a metropolitan city mm. is it prides itself on having so many different cultures yeah people who come here love the fact that you can get a bit of everything hundred you know what i'm saying so you can't come have us in fact you can't call us <laughs> or you can't call the caribbeans and then have them contribute when you're when you were crippled mm. as a country mm. or when you weren't in the greatest position as a country because yeah, yeah. we weren't crippled, we were anyway. So you can't call them, have them contribute and then take away their citizenship status. Yeah, yeah. You can't yeah. do that. That's a mad thing. That's a great injustice. That's a mad thing, yeah. You can't yeah. call yourself, you know, oh, you know, we're here to, you know, bring all those. We love the fact that loads of people from different backgrounds, you know, we champion, yeah. <laughs> LOL, ironically, we champion diversity. Yeah. yeah. We champion equality. And then be racist at the same time. Don't make sense. And I understand that there are various parties involved. There are parties who are trying to champion racism and get everybody on side because, mm. yeah, that, that they have their different reasons for that. Some yeah, are, yeah. are driven by Christ. Some are driven by other ungodly reasons. And mm. they're just trying to get agendas. And there are others who are like, you know, within those same communities who are like, no, we, we don't no, We want to be racist. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yes. But you, you can't, as a nation, champion one thing and then be antithetical to it. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, we've contributed. That, that's what I wanted to say. But racism in the church. Is there racism in the church? This is our last thing. It depends, man. It depends. Because you can have... <sighs> is there racism in the church? There can't be. If it's a true church and it's, it's, it's truly representing Jesus Christ, there cannot be racism in the church. Now, that's really interesting. Because... There are a number of reformers. A num when I say reformers, people who were part of the Reformation movement, if yeah, I yeah. got that correct, you know, because the Catholic Church, to be quite frank, and if you're Catholic, listen carefully, the Catholic Church were doing a madness. Ah, <sighs> Catholicism. They were doing a madness. They were telling people, you speak to me, you confess your sins to me, a human priest, and I will forgive you. Yeah. They were telling people, you give me money, and I will pray to God for you so that he can heal your sister or do whatever. Mad they were doing all manner of mad things. Why is that problematic? Because that's not scripture. Christ tetelestai, as our pastor spoke to us on, Gang. taught us um, a few Sundays ago, paid in full. Jesus Christ paid in full. Paid our sin, our debt off from God. Paid for us, sins past, present and future, in full. Mm. There is one intercessor between God and man. 
the man Jesus Christ. Mm. Okay? So the Catholic Church were doing a madness. And they came, sacrificed their lives. Martin Luther, the 99 Thesis. You know, all of these different things. Such a G. All of these different things. They did so much, you know, to get us to where we are today. Yeah. yeah. Some of these guys own slaves, though. Mm. They own slaves. Some of these guys defending, defended owning slaves. Some of these guys were racist. Mm. We just got to be honest. Some of these guys who have contributed to where the church is today in terms of the freedoms that we have and in terms of, ironically, and in terms of like our knowledge of theology, our knowledge of the scripture, mm. doctrine, God has used them so mightily, so mightily, mm. and yet some of them were racists. Mm. So you say, how can that be as, a Christ, as Christians? How, you can't be a church if you're still going to be racist. It's not possible. It is still happening today. To a degree, That's you know, wild. because remember, segregation wasn't outside of the church. Mm. Now the Jehovah's Witnesses will come and brag, it was outside of our church. You've got doctrinal issues that we can talk about another time. <laughs> but... <laughs> So let's not pretend that because we're doing one thing right, we're doing everything right. That's not necessarily the case. Um, but we love you. We want you to come to Jesus Christ and we can have that interesting conversation as well. <laughs> I should talk about a time where a Jehovah's Witness spoke to me on the bus and was like, I was listening to my music and she came to me and she was like, she just gave me one of her, like she just put it next to me, completely ignoring the fact that I was doing my own thing. And, you know, I took my earphone out. She was like, um, do, you, do you know what happens when you die? I said, oh, I know what happens when we die. <laughs> Do you know what happens when we die? Let's talk. Let's talk. And I said, oh, you're a Jehovah. I said, bruv. (laughs) Now, I'm embellishing the story a little bit. I was like, okay, what do you think happens when we die? I said, oh, you're a Jehovah's Witness. Said it nice and loud. Let the whole bus know what about a Christian and a Jehovah's Witness are about to have a conversation. This is what it looks like to have a conversation between two religious people and not argue. Christians are, uh, well, Jehovah's Witness are, are not Christians, by the way. That's a topic for another day. Another one, just for your head tops. Catholicism endorses idol worship. That's another Woo! one. For your head That's top. also another That's one. Another another one for day. Your head top. I'm just putting that out there. But yeah, you can have Christians who are racist. racist. Yeah, now, yeah. how can that be? Because a lot. I have a friend of mine, a white friend, and he will say, you know, you guys call yourselves the church. You guys are Christians, but you're doing this, you're doing that, taking money from the poor, blah blah blah. And he just be espousing all of this stuff, chatting all of this stuff, which is true for a lot of people. But I always tell him, I always tell him, you cannot judge a worldview. On its abuse. Mm. Don't do that. Mm. Judge it by what the worldview teaches. Mm. And Ravi Zacharias would say, judge it, because I got this from him, judge it by its leader. Yeah, yeah. So when we say that, <laughs> when we say that a certain prophet was the most perfect man that ever lived, and we're not talking about Jesus Christ. Mad. Let's ask, let's let's look at the hadith. Mad. And let's see some of the things he did. But mad. that's woo, mad, that's mad, getting mad, hot. Mad. It's getting hot. Let's mad, let's not go there. Mad. Let's not go there. Again, we love you and we're happy to have conversations with you. But don't look at its abuse. Look at what it actually teaches. Look at what its leader says. Now, with that said, how can that be in the Christian church? <laughs> this guy's wiping his forehead <laughs> from the beads of sweat. With the, be- from, um, with the beads of sweat. How can that be? The reason for it, one, we're growing in sanctification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going from one degree of glory to another, right? Um, and so we're becoming more conformed. The Holy Spirit is conforming us to the image of Christ. Mm. And over time, you know... One of my other friends who um, is also ordained as an apostle, he said that revelation is progressive. I'm not sure if he coined the phrase, but I got it from him. Revelation is progressive. And so there are things that we now know in the Christian church that maybe some people didn't know back then. Mm. Loads of people knew it and it was literally a back and forth. Yeah. But there were some Christians who were saying, this is not okay. And other Christians who were saying, this is absolutely fine. Yeah. Do you feel what I'm saying? Right. Um, so that's how it can be. You know, if there's a Christian brother who grew up racist and knows that they need to believe in Christ and there's, by the way, knowledge of sin doesn't necessarily give you the power to turn from it. Yep, 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 yep. It's the Holy Spirit that gives you the power to not just be convicted about it, but to turn from it. Real rap. Um, that's because loads of people who are not even Christians know that they shouldn't be masturbating on a daily basis. It's complicated from the fact that, you know, the world is telling them they can, Mad. but they know that they feel like crap every time they do it and it shouldn't be done. Mm. Um, and so the world is telling them, no, harden your heart, sear your conscience, just keep doing it. But mm. they know that this ain't, this ain't right. It's not good. But their knowledge of it not being right even some christians their knowledge of it not being right has not yet given them liberty but it's the holy spirit that gives liberty over that mm. and you know we grow in sanctification mm. do you know what i'm saying mm. and so i think it's the same thing with racism now how do we deal with that you know we we speak the truth to one another in love that's another scripture yeah, yeah. speak the truth to one another in love let our if the if there are white christians who are literally racist explicitly 
and they don't want to listen to black people, let our other white Christian brothers and sisters who they will listen to correct them on it. Yeah. And there are people who are doing this. Matt Chandler is one of them. Gang. God bless Matt Chandler. Love the guy. He's an excellent man of God. I'll recommend his sermons to anybody. Mm. Matt Chandler. He's one of those people who's doing things like that. John Piper, another mm. guy that I love. He's one of those people who's doing things like that. Do you feel what I'm saying? So, you know, we, we, come, we come together in love and we, you know, correct each other. There should be like a desire to go and reach, you know, to have that unity in the faith amongst everybody. Mm. So that's, that's what I think. So yes, is there racism in the church? Yes, because we are wrestling the flesh on a daily basis. Mm. You know, we're in the flesh, but we're not ruled by it, unlike yeah. the people who are not Christians. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So we live by the spirit of God. We live by faith. Mm. But there are still fleshly desires warring against us, things that the world system has taught us, warring against us, things that the devil will incite, warring against us. Mm. And so where we can, we step to each other, we speak the truth in love, we rebuke, you know, mm. uh, we rebuke one another, we admonish one another, we encourage one another. Um, and, and, and that's what the, that's one of the reasons why the apostles, the prophets, the pastors, the teachers and the evangelists were given until to come and build up the body on Christ of Christ until we all attain to the full measure of the unity of the, to the full, to the unity of the full measure of the stature of Christ Jesus. Yeah. yeah. You feel what I'm saying? So um, that's how the church, I think, should deal with it. And, you know, like we said, there are different things you could do and, you know, this conversation would go on forever if we kept talking. Mm. Um, but do you have anything more you want to add? No, man. No, I'm Gucci. I'm Gucci. Woo! This has been a, a heavy one. <sighs> there's, 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 there's so, so much, much more that could there's be said. There's so isn't it? much, bro. So much more. But, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, we're glad, I guess. I'm, I'm glad that we haven't said everything that there is possibly to say. Yeah. yeah. Um, because it, it means that there's room left for others to be a part of the conversation. Of course. You know, course. you are allowed to disagree. Yeah. If you're yeah. not Christian, yeah, you're allowed to disagree with us. You, you know, we thank God we live in a, a pluralistic society where we can have. Um, different perspectives and yeah, we can yeah. have that conversation right you know what I'm saying so if, if you do have a different perspective please hit us up you know at underscore the purple podcast of course. Um, hit us up let us know what your thoughts are on um, Instagram yeah send us a voice note maybe we'll feature it on one of our coming um, episodes right, you know what I'm right, saying right um, this is this is episode 9 one more episode in this season boy one boy, more episode boy, in this season boy. I'm sure the next one is going to be a very, very interesting one. But of course, as always, get yourself a little red, get yourself a little blue and be a part of the purple people. Gaga! My name is Emmanuel Corriday. Dang. Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. What one for you, cuz? I know who I am. People are looking at this guy doesn't even know who he is. Both of those names belong to me. I just Fair choose enough. to use them as I choose to use them. Do you feel what I'm saying? Fair but yeah, my name is Corriday. And my name is David. And this has been another episode of the Purple Podcast. We out. Learn. Peace.